Again, good morning. In our first reading, the gospel was now being preached not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. And they were actually living together as brethren instead of enemies. For some Jews, this was absolutely unthinkable. They could never forget their position as being the chosen people of the Old Testament. However, they were willing to allow the Gentiles to come into the church, but only on the condition that they would first become as Jews. If this attitude had prevailed, Christianity would be nothing more than a sect of Judaism. Therefore, it was necessary that this situation be resolved and quickly. And so it was brought to the attention of the higher headquarters for the church, for a ruling. Because the people of standing in the church were to make this decision. He, they said that all converts must be circumcised to keep the law. However, the elders, Peter, and the people of power in the church said that this was not a requirement or a fundamental principle of the gospel. God did not select just the few Jews of the world, but he opened the gospel message to all the world. When that question was brought to Peter, he said, God made his choice among us so that through my mouth, the Gentiles should also hear the good news and believe. He made no distinction between us and them, for he purified their hearts of faith. So why do you now tempt God on these men's and put a, oh, a yoke on their neck, which neither you or your fathers were required to bear. Therefore, Peter and the disciples made it very, very clear to the Gentiles that the law they had to follow was to abstain from meat sacrificed to idols from blood, from blood, from meat of strangled animals, and to abstain from unlawful marriage. And if you keep free of these, you will be doing what is right. The Gentile people were given peace of mind and peace of heart, and the church continued to grow in extraordinary measures. In the gospel today, it is very obvious that one of the first and foremost virtues in John's eyes is love. Love for God, love for Jesus, and love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. John stresses the necessity of obedience as proof of one's love and reminds us what Jesus himself said, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling in him. 
With these words, Jesus shows us the great importance that love has in his eyes. His disciples, together with this teaching, would allow the Holy Spirit to come down and teach them even more and remind them of all, all that he had instructed when he was with them. We show that love for our brothers and sisters by observing the corporal and the spiritual works of mercy. And we give God glory and praise and obedience by obeying his commandments. Jesus actually gave us the keys that are going to open the kingdom of heaven for us if we hear, listen, and practice them. And these keys are that we should love one another as he loved us, and that we must, we must obey the commandments of Almighty God. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. These were turbulent times, and these men could be arrested and tortured for their faith, and Jesus wanted to give them some of the peace that they needed in their lives so that they could fulfill their ministry of going out and fearlessly teaching the gospel message. The peace that Jesus gives us in the Bible is the peace of shalom which means free from trouble. The world offers us peace of escape and avoidance of trouble, but the peace of Christ offers us a peace of final conquest. No experience in life can take us from it. No sorrow or danger can ever lessen it. Jesus was going back to his father and leaving his disciples so they were saddened, and much like we are saddened when we lose a family member or a close friend at their passing. And so he said to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. How comforting are those words. He goes on to say, I am going away. It is true. I am going away. If you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to my Father. Jesus was being released, released from the limitations of this world and restored to his glory. We too, if we understood and grasped the truth of our Christian faith, would better accept the death of our family or our loved ones because we know, we know that they are released from all the suffering, all the toil, and all the pain of this world and are joined, joined to the Heavenly Father. But that does not mean that we do not have or feel the sting of death or the loneliness that their passing leaves in our hearts. 
but still we should rejoice, for they have gone to something much more beautiful and much better. Also, if we truly love them, we would not begrudge that they had entered not into death, but into their eternal life. This is what Jesus was trying to de- uh, display or convey to his disciples about his going away, that they should rejoice. Although leaving them, Jesus said he was going to send the Holy Spirit to teach, to strengthen, and to protect them. That same Holy Spirit is with us today to teach, strengthen, save and protect us from arrogance and error of faith. The Holy Spirit keeps us right in matters of moral conduct, in matters of faith. The Holy Spirit is constantly bringing us back to things that Jesus said so that all of our actions will be tested against the words of Jesus Christ. The Christian who feels that he has nothing more to learn has not even begun to understand the truth of the Holy Spirit. Today, as we approach the Blessed Sacrament and Holy Communion, pray that all of our brothers and sisters in Christ will experience the true and the profound peace of heart that only Christ can give. Remember this, when we are just about to do something wrong and actually on the very brink of doing it, in the back of our minds, we know the correct path we should take. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is the Holy Spirit guiding us, leading us, and protecting us during our lifetime. But remember, the Holy Spirit will never, ever override the one thing, the one thing that can alter our pathway to heaven, and that's our own free will. Our own free will. So with God's help, with the help of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ, every time you have a problem, to face, ask yourself, what would Jesus do in this situation? And if you ask that question to yourself honestly, truthfully, and prayerfully, you will know exactly the path that you must take. Amen.